When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brent Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, Jude. Uh oh, for the dog. Don't make it bad. Doggy. Well, I think he gets some recognition since the baby was born. He needs some love. He does need some love. And believe me, he's the first one to tell you that. He feels left out. Jude. I didn't know the baby was born. The baby was born on Wednesday. Yeah. Name? Sage Robert Rasmussen. Sage is in sage advice. Wise advice. (laughs) Very wise. Or more likely, as in the herb. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> really, you think? I think so. Sage, well, well, Sage Stallone, Sylvester Stallone has a son named Sage, I know that. 
but he's a very good boy, but Jude does not like me holding him. Or (laughs) he really hates it when Catherine holds him. And who really, really hates it when when Catherine holds him is Fawn. She really does not like it when Fawn. Fawn does not like it when Catherine holds the baby. It's not particularly uncommon. No, it's not. Uh, we referenced this story earlier, but didn't read the whole thing. I want to read the whole thing. Now that JB's here particularly. Uh-oh. An Arizona lawmaker reportedly doubled down on controversial comments he made earlier this week about the existential threat immigration poses to the country and how, and I quote, there aren't enough white kids to go around <laughs> in the state's public school system. State Representative David Stringer made the comments Monday at a Republican men's forum near event near Prescott, Arizona, which gained traction after Dave Shapira, and it's not Shapiro, it's Shapira, a Democratic candidate for superintendent of public instruction. Superintendent of public instruction? What is that? <laughs> I, I guess no I guess that that's what they call school. Instruction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, posted a video of the speech to social media, according to the Phoenix New Times. Sixty percent of public school children in the state of Arizona today are minorities. Uh, that well, complicates. Then they're not minorities, are they? Well, I have a question for you. <laughs> is Arizona oh, still a white majority state? I don't think so. I don't think it is. I <laughs> think it's Spanish majority. Plurality, well, maybe not even plurality. I'm not sure. I know that uh, California is now white minority, and they're three other states i can't remember what they are though there are three other states new that mexico are white. probably new mexico is one of them yes so maybe arizona is not but it will be soon 60 percent of public school children in the state of arizona today are minorities that complicates racial integration because there aren't enough white kids to go around stringer said according to the paper immigration is politically destabilizing president trump has talked about this immigration today represents an existential threat to the united states of America. While Democrats and pro-immigration groups condemned the comments as over, overtly racist of course they did. and a national embarrassment, Stringer reportedly said he was speaking the truth. I may be touched, uh, I may be touched a third rail of politics, but what I said is accurate, he told the Arizona Capital Times. JB, let me ask you, as a black mm-hmm. man in America today, aren't you getting tired of people using the word racism when they mean a lot of other things? I, I, yeah, they, they don't mean racist. They yeah, mean that wasn't racist. It was no, it was not racist. It was, it was bigoted in some ways, but yeah, I don't know if there's a word for what it is. Right. Yeah, is he um, because it's like everyone wants their race to prosper. Right. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean they want other races to fail. So it's like, what do you even call that? But um. I don't even know why he would go down that road. I don't either. Wouldn't you think it over before you just belted it out? (laughs) (laughs) And I would. Filter, filter. Filter. No, he didn't. I mean, um, didn't think. In most cities, large cities and in states, your um, minority population are the ones who attend private schools, unless you go to. You're in a state like maybe this one, yeah, or uh, Wyoming, and you know places like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're where the minority uh, representation total is really down, yeah. No. Oh, but I mean, like you know, if you're a black family, 
than the one you are more likely to be affected by inner city violence than anyone statistically. Right. Yes. So it makes more sense for you to send your kids to private school in that case. Yeah, if you if you live in a violent area, absolutely. Yeah, it's like yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to be you know like a black father in South Chicago trying no. to raise a kid with all no, the gangs trying to recruit my kid. It's like go the yeah. hell away. Well, my brother is retiring from his job. He was the principal at an inner city Catholic high school. Oh, really? Yeah, it was mostly. I would say it was mostly, probably all black. Um, and they, um, you know, people uh, try to put money together and other resources to get their kids there because they don't want them in regular public schools. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like that's where gangs recruit, really, is schools. They recruit kids who don't know better. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Uh, in a Twitter post with a video of Stringer Speech, Shapira, uh, or Shapira probably, Shapira sounds Shapira. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's it's to me it sounds like Shapiro but with an A. But it's S C H A. It's not just S H A. It's S C H A. Shapira. Um while chastising the speech as overtly racist, Shapira told New uh, New Times he took the video from Stringer's Facebook page which has since been removed. House Minority Leader Rebecca Rios, a Democrat from Phoenix, cited Stringer's speech as yet another a uh, source of national embarrassment for our state, the Arizona Republic reported. Jocelyn Berry, co-director for Progress Now Arizona, echoed those sentiments, calling the comments dangerous, fear-mongering, and hateful, according to the Republic. Stringer, who was seeking re-election, was the face of controversy earlier this year after he voted in favor of keeping a fellow Republican lawmaker who was found to have sexually harassed women, the paper reported. Yeah, let's not keep sexually harassed, sexual harassers around to run the government. No. Just a thought. I don't know. What What are you going to do? It's just the whole thing. is just yeah, I mean, it's just like... He just like um, Kanye West a couple of weeks ago. You, you know if you really sit down and think what they're trying to say when they open their mouth. But they right. just didn't yeah. take the time to stop and think and word it correctly. I mean, all Kanye was trying to say is to continue to have the mentality that keeps you a slave is crazy. Right. That's what he was trying That's to say. That's what he was trying to say. That's very true. It's true. Roseanne Barr says the tweet that got her sitcom Roseanne canceled, the one likening former Obama aide Valerie Jarrett to a Planet of the Apes character, was not only not racist, but was a, con a condemnation of anti-Semitism. Rod Serling wrote Planet of the Apes, Barr tweeted tonight. It was about anti-Semitism. That is what my tweet referred to, the anti-Semitism of the Iran deal. Oh, you're such a liar. <laughs> Low IQ people can think whatever they want. Uh, and that was the entire... Wasn't she just trying... She, she was just trying to say, there's a specific screenshot from Planet of the Apes... Of Roddy McDowell. Of... I don't know who I think it's who, who anyone is in that movie, yeah. but one of the guy, one of the ape guys, has the same glasses and haircut as her in a different picture. So side by side, they look very similar. But I bet she tried, or intended at least, to include that picture in her tweet, but didn't know how. Oh yeah, because yeah out, maybe 
with without the context, it doesn't really make any sense. But with the context, it's pretty obvious that that's what she was referencing. Was she higher than a kite on Goofenthal? <laughs> it sounds like she's not really taking meds anymore, yeah, based probably, on what Tom Arnold's saying. Yeah, Tom Arnold's saying she's nuts. <clears throat> well, and... Well, but if she really does have DID and she has, like, 30 different personalities or something... Jesus. I mean, that would be, like, one of the worst cases of DID in human history. Never. So, I mean... Yes, it's very true. It's very true. Somebody's knocking. Someone's knocking at the door. Is Somebody's bringing... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Joe! Hello. You're here. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you so much. We were just talking about racists and anti-Semites, so it's oh, nice. Okay. You get the main mic, man. So how have you been? I missed you this morning. I, yeah, I heard you're working like a dog. They have me working like a dog. What's that all Dogs about? Dogs always known for their hard work. <laughs> Dogs known very well. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but the shows have been super fun and... The radio's been fun. Just it's your boy Cy Amundsen's sports podcast. Oh, my <laughs> God. You, you you had to hang out with Cy? That's too bad. Yeah, he's, he's got some opinions on sports. Where's he doing his <laughs> podcast now? It's at Acme. I think where you were last time I saw you. Oh, is he still up on the second floor up there? Yeah. Oh, because they said that he, he wasn't going to. Well, because that office space is going to close down in about another two weeks. So. Oh, really? And that all that equipment is mine, so hopefully yeah, he's, well, he's using your equipment. Though. Well, no, I, no, I have no problem with that at all. I just want him to know that it's going to, because uh, the attorney, excuse me, the the uh, the uh, accountant that's in there is going to move out of the offices, and then they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, we're not going to own them anymore. All right, well, maybe I got in on the last one. They raised my rent to five thousand dollars a month, so I said, nah, I don't think I want to. Yeah, that. no. I There's wouldn't. nowhere to park, and I got to pay five grand, or sixty grand a year. I don't think. Yeah. So. Geez, I wonder who's going to take over that rent. Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of people are. Is the thing? <laughs> no, they're not. It's they're true. raising the rent even though demand is going down. Are you guys still? Uh, you going to stay where you are, aren't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, you can put your. You can put. You, there's a. There's a <clears throat> microphone right there. You just go you pop to? on. Although I will tell you this, yeah. that uh, managers of clubs who do come on the show always get fired. So be very careful. <laughs> okay, good to know. I don't know, yeah, because Murray, Murray just left. I, he, Murray didn't get fired. He left. Yeah, he just said he's no longer with them, which yeah. who knows what that means. I think I he's starting his own business. Murray was business, so. managing the uh, house, Rick Brown's house comedy out at the Mall of America. And then all of a sudden, like yesterday, I found out he's not there anymore. And I, I am very touchy about that because the last five managers, I've said, you know, I like you. And the next day they got fired. <laughs> what, what's that all about? So don't let me say I like you. Yeah, right. Yeah, just you, uh, hate me from now on. You'll be getting the hook. I feel, like no if you, if, I feel like if you work at the largest mall in North America, it's easy to get fired. Yeah. Probably true. There's just something about being at a giant mall. Probably true. Where we're like, yeah, we're going to let you go again. Like you also. You've been here two months, so we're a big mall. They're a big ball. Keep we need, moving. We need bigger things out of you. It was so funny. Last time I was out there, they were they were roasting me. As a matter of fact, oh, a roast for, nice. for charity. And it was the the last day of Eid, which is a big Muslim celebration. Uh-huh. So it was basically ten thousand Muslims and me at the Mall of America. <laughs> it was they didn't I didn't didn't bother them and it didn't bother me. But it was really weird because they had all these guards. And they kept saying, don't go down there. And I said, what are they going to do to me? <laughs> Just going to walk through there having fun? And apparently, I didn't know this. Andy, I think you're the one who told me this. That during I, the one place that men and women can go socialize together is at the marketplace. 
And so that's why they chose the Mall of America. Yeah, the Mall right. of America that's is essentially a gigantic marketplace. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, North America's largest marketplace. Largest marketplace. What I love is the fact they have four foot lockers in the same mall. Yeah, I've said. <laughs> I know. That is, yeah, that's that's hilarious. I, I remember there being at least three Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a city unto itself, it really. Is. It is. Absolutely. If it had housing, you could live there easily. I worked at uh, the West Edmonton Mall, which is their sister club. Yeah. Same ownership. Yep. yep. Same, basically the same size. And the Uber driver could not one time get me to the comedy club entrance. No. It's <laughs> impossible unless you know where it is. And... The first, when I arrived on Wednesday, I arrived at the mall. It's it's enormous. It's like a town. It is. And I asked three consecutive employees of the mall where the comedy club is, and they said, what comedy club? <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Well, I swear getting to the comedy club in the Mall of America is like, have you ever played the last level of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you have to go you have to go like the middle path and then the bottom path and then the upper path yeah. or else it just loops. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. You have to go down the streets in a specific way or else you'll like magically end up in a different place. It's, or it's like Zelda or something. Yeah, like the, the Lost Woods. Yeah. Them. It's oh, how yeah. they trick you into eating more Panda Express. That's no, Panda yeah. Express. You get, you know, you get trapped that. at the restaurant. Oh, it's delicious. It's good. The food Panda court. Express is good. Yeah, yeah. I think I've so. I've never eaten. I haven't either. I but like anyway. it because it's not super salty. Some Chinese food can be really yeah. salty. Salty and greasy. Thing to say. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Everything's racist now, so we just call that racist. I'm sure somebody um, will be offended. I, mean, I like salty, but what I don't like is the like thin brown sauce that covers everything in cheap mm-hmm. Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it all greasy and gross. Yeah. We have a good Chinese place right here, though. Is that MSG? Oh, it's phenomenal. MSG is salt? MSG is like, it's a lot like salt. Monosodium. Monosodium. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's sodium and glutamine. Glutamate. Yeah. Monosodium glutamate, MSG. Mm -hmm. Let's have it all for dinner. Which is just, uh, (laughs) you can buy it in the form, it's called like Accent or something like that? Yeah, it's called Accent. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just a white powder. Looks oh, like yeah. salt. We, oh, that sounds I used, delightful. I used to use accent back yeah. in the day. It's like had to be white powder. It's really good. Oh, I thought it was kind of brownish orange. Maybe it was. We gotta oh. take a break. We'll be right back in a couple <laughs> minutes. Joe's here. I'm very happy you came. Oh, I'm happy like to be here. Town, I, I love Acme. I love this podcast. I love you, Tom. I want to hear what I your, love you. Tom. I want to hear what your worst roasts were. Your best roasts. Okay, it, it, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I hope it'll be interesting. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. That's why you should know about flow docks. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a flow dock and lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. 
And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 55 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth. After being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner. It is on June 18th. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. See now, Cassie's making me happy by playing Jimi Hendrix on a Friday. And yes, I did hit the phone. Thank you very much. I would just say, who was I just telling the story to? It was, uh, oh, it was Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. We were talking about vinyl, how vinyl's making a huge comeback, and I pointed out when I was 15, uh, a friend of mine got an album from his parents for Christmas, and he goes, I hate this album. It's terrible. You want, I'll sell it to you. I said, I'll sell it to you. Okay, me. well, how much do you want for it? He goes, 50 cents. I said, 50 cents for that album? He goes, yeah. It was Are You Experienced by Jimmy Hendrix. What? So I bought that album for 50 cents. Wow. Oh, my God. It was one of the greatest things I ever heard in my entire life. Fantastic. I'm, I love that he got it for Christmas from his parents. <laughs> his parents got it. There's a Negro on the cover. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, I, Jimi Hendrix, for me, is like God. Oh, I yeah. just love Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and I grew up with people saying, hey, Joe. Where are you going with that gun in your hand? Because my name's Joe. Yeah, I suppose that's and true. I'm going to shoot my old lady. I don't know what else to tell you. In the Zimmerman part, you're obviously related to Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, close okay. kind of close ties. Close he's my ties. he's my uncle. I grew up. I did grow up on Bob Dylan. My dad is a huge oh, fan. God, wanted yes. to he, my dad wanted to name me Bob, and my mom would Robert, not allow it. She would not allow Robert Zimmerman. <laughs> right. There was already a Robert Zimmerman, but nobody knows his name is Robert Zimmerman, do they? I just found it yesterday, so someone made this, <laughs> I heard the same thing yesterday. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Dylan Thomas. I think only Minnesotans know that. Yeah, think, you might be right yeah. about that. Or the fact that he I did not know the story till last year that when Bob Dylan was a, a young boy or a younger boy. Because he, he died went, pretty young. He went, Wait, no, oh, Bob Dylan's still alive. For some reason, Jimmy Hendrix died. Yeah, Jimmy Hendrix died at what, twenty seven or something? Yeah, he's part of the twenty seven club. Oh yeah. But Bob Dylan went to a concert in yeah. Duluth, because he grew up in Hibbing. He went to a concert in Duluth and sat in the front row and made eye contact with Buddy Holly. And he says that's when he knew what he was going to do for a living. Making eye contact with Buddy Holly in wow. 1954 or whatever it was. So, so I, he stole Buddy Holly's life force? No. And that's why he died? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why Buddy Holly died about a week later. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. And you know, when Bob tells it, it's really odd. Oh, yeah. It's just Bob is an odd guy. He has a way, way of making everything he says strange. I don't know if he does, he does it on purpose or if that's just how he is. He kind of sounds like he has a neurological disorder. He does. It almost comes across like he's trying to be confusing on yeah. purpose <laughs> because he's so bored of the same questions people have been asking him for 50 years well, now. That's true. But, but, he was, but he would answer oddly even when he was 20. He wrote the greatest couple of lines for a 
15, 16-year-old boy that could ever be written because I heard it for the first time. Um, Positively, Fourth Street came out 65, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? 64, 65. What am I asking you? You didn't even know about Jimmy Hendrix. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Positively, Fourth Street, when he says, I wish that for just one time you could stand inside my shoes and just for that one moment I could be you. Yes, I wish just... One time you could stand inside my shoes, you'd know what a drag it is to see you. <laughs> I mean, what a phenomenal yeah. four lines that is. Mm-hmm. The, uh, he got the, what did he get the, he got the, what, the Nobel for a poet? Yeah, yeah he did. Being a poet? And then yeah. he, for some reason, didn't accept it for a year. He didn't, he said, nah, I don't really want that. Do I have to go somewhere to get it? Because I don't, if I have to go somewhere, I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's very Minnesotan to do that. Yes. And it's very Bob Dylan to do that. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, he is the perfect Minnesotan to write music because his music tends to be passive and aggressive and passive aggressive. It's mm-hmm. all those things. And Minnesotans are that. Mm-hmm. They, we are. We're the most passive aggressive place on the planet. Hey, great to see you. That son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. I don't know why that is. So why did so your mom didn't want to honor Bob Dylan? Uh, I think she just, you know, I think she just, uh, you know, she wanted to honor Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I, you. I think my dad was such a huge fan of Bob Dylan, has been to so many concerts that my mom was just like, can we not make everything about Bob Dylan? Nah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Yeah. I, I guess, but. Robert Zimmerman's a great name. I mean, Joseph Zimmerman's a great name. My middle, so my middle name's Robert. You can call me Joe Bob if you'd like. J R Z. I like it. Yeah. Jers. Thank God your middle name is not Ignatius or something. Your initials would be Jizz. Oh. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> I have an anecdote about that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. You, uh, AOL. Uh, AOL recently died. Recently retired. The AIM. Oh, really? Yeah. Him and, died, and, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, a La- couple months ago? Yeah, and uh, my first screen name, it was my introduction to the internet when I was 14 years old. I made a screen name. It was Guitar Golf 67. Guitar <laughs> two golf. things I enjoy. Which is my two favorite things yeah. in, the, in the, year Dave, <laughs> the year Dave Matthews was born. Uh, oh, okay. You know, hardcore, 14-year-old. I, I was Team Rocket B because Team Rocket was taken. What's what are which it's from Pokemon? Pokemon. Yes, nice. oh, I was 12. <laughs> yeah, see, kids make adorable screen names, yeah. they do, it's true. Uh, so when I went to college, I was like, I gotta have something more neutral. I went first initial J, beginning of last name Zim, 23. I was like, very neutral. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah. One month into freshman year, study partner was like, Your screen name is Jism. <laughs> <laughs> I already gave it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Message so many strangers as Jism 23. (laughs) Jism 23. (laughs) And I lived out my college days as Jism. Where did you go to college, Joe? I went to Davidson College, North Carolina. Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Davidson College. And where'd you grow up? Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people seem disappointed when I say West Virginia. Why? They're like, where are you from? West Virginia. Oh, I was hoping you'd say something else. You could make minors laugh. I mean, if you make minors laugh, you can make anybody laugh. Well, no one can, like, say anything amusing about West Virginia because no one knows anything about West Virginia. It's confusing. I, I can. I well, had, well, yeah, you lived, like, kind of close there. I had, no, Missouri and West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a roommate in college. Black go. guy from West Virginia. Oh, you did? 
Yeah. See, Kaiser West Virginia. No. Well, see, it's confusing because I grew up in Morgantown, which is a college town, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty normal college town. But when people think of West Virginia, they think of, you know, coal mines and uh, yeah, rednecks gun, and guns and, and, mm-hmm. and four-wheeling. But Morgantown, oh, yeah. Morgantown's like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just a college town. West Virginia University of Mountaineers, perennial top 25 team. See, now, Virginia... <laughs> I, I just have a personal problem with Virginia because Terry McAuliffe hates my guts. So oh, that's, sure. Yeah, that's a problem. What do you mean, oh, sure? He goes, well, of course he does, Tom. Sure, of course. Well, this is still your roast, right? We're still your yeah, roast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about the roast. Uh, but, oh, that's the other thing about West Virginia. People confuse it. They're like, oh, I've been to Roanoke. And I have to be like, well, I used to be like, well, that's a different place. <laughs> But I don't want to make people feel stupid, so now I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's a place. And, uh, that's just like me. People say, I say I'm from St. Louis, and they go, East St. Louis? That's like, no. No, East St. Louis no. is in a different state. In a different state. <laughs> and you don't want to go over there yeah, anyway. anyway. Right. But exactly. I tell you what, a lot of people on the coast have no idea the difference between North and South Dakota. They have oh, no well. idea. And I finally found out they are very different. Oh, yeah, they're very different. <laughs> uh, South Dakota yeah. seems pretty nice uh, in my stereotype, and then North Dakota seemed bizarre to me. It's a bizarre place. Yeah, okay. yeah North Dakota is basically as close as you can get to the moon without <laughs> going into space. <laughs> Swear to God, 1971, I went up to work at KNOX in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I'm right out of North Minneapolis. I can't even understand the people here when they talk. Yeah. But I went up there, and I literally could not understand what they were saying. Yeah. Because they got this whole deal going on. And they talked like this all the time. And it, I'm like, what the hell are they saying? Because, you know, I grew up with very urban accents to everybody. Or immigrant, like Italian and, and you know, Slavic and all that stuff. All the immigrants moved to my neighborhood when they came to town. Sure. So that's what I was used to. But I could not understand a word they were saying. In North Dakota. I did a few gigs there. I drove 70 miles without a gas station. That's the longest I've ever seen without a gas station. At one point, a cop car, the only car I saw, pulled out right behind me and tailed me (laughs) for 20 miles. 20 miles. I'm just, like, terrified. Mm -hmm. And I did a gig at this weird little bar, and I stepped outside to make a phone call Mm -hmm. after the gig. I was in the dark on the sidewalk. And uh, the sh- the cook stepped outside, and he goes, "Oh, you the comedian? You the comedian?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, we almost called the cops on you." <laughs> and I was like, almost. We haven't seen you around here, so you know. And I was I was done. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> because you're on the sidewalk. I'm like. Yeah, this is a. There's a door to your restaurant. <laughs> you can walk right through and get in. Well, there are a lot of places where it's like literally everyone knows each other. So oh, yeah. if a stranger oh, yeah. comes through, then yeah. they're like, "What are you doing here?" That's exactly yeah. what it was. I was yeah. like, "What is going on? What reason could you possibly have to come to our little town?" Hey, Brenda, there's a guy we've never seen before on the sidewalk. <laughs> call Should we call the cops? Call the cops. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Chad Daniels has that problem with Fergus Falls. Uh, I don't know if he. I think he still lives in Fergus Falls, but. I, I, it's just that's in the middle of nowhere. I love that he lives there. Three hour drive to the nearest airport. Exactly to the nearest airport. It's a three hour oh, drive. Yes. But he is oh god, and I still I still love what Lewis did to him. 
What, what did Lewis do? Oh, God. So huh. Chad's up and coming and people, he's, you know, really hitting home runs, but he's new and it's just, he's really happy and he's all fired up and Lewis might have a cigarette once in a while. He's standing like this. You know. He's shaking like this, shaking his head back and forth, looking at Chad. And Chad goes, Lewis, uh, what's wrong? He goes, Chad Daniel. You know headliner. <laughs> <laughs> and he just did it to be a jerk because he didn't really mean it. Oh. He just wanted to poke the bear a little bit. That's great. <laughs> and Chad really handled it well, of course. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so nice to, yeah, if, if, if there's a cocky comic, it's so nice to take him down a notch, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Chad could be considered cocky. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the best. He's the best. He is unbelievable. And he's so, such a sweet, nice man. I don't know what he was like starting out. Oh, no, he's a great guy. But, it, but I can imagine, you know, I'm I'm sure him and Cy were somewhat confident starting out. Oh, Cy was real Cy, confident yeah, starting was out. Pretty yeah. confident. <laughs> we used to have. What, well, we we had cat. him on when he was fairly new to comedy. Oh, he was like really new. Three, four years ago. And oh, no, it was a lot longer than that. Well, I mean, the show has only been around for five. Six. Six. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we had him on like five and a half years ago. Five years, yeah. The guy who used to do Cassie's job. <clears throat> Was a six foot five, two hundred and eighty pound Italian, who hated Sai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, hated him. Sai's so great, but he's oh, still, know, he but is. he's he says that openly. Some people just hate me. I don't but know what it is. <laughs> no. Well, I'll tell you what it yeah, is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Sai was the MC for Tom's roast, and he was, yeah. And I used a line that um, the guy's name was Mike. I said, no. Oh, I see our MC is Cy Amundsen tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky for him, Mike Molina's not here because he wants to choke the, you know what? <laughs> oh man! Well, why did why did Mike have such a thing in for a thing out for Cy? Because Cy's a little overly confident, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a giant Italian man is like, he can't be that confident. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what a, a specific incident. Oh, you got it on your phone, do you? No, I'm just... Oh. <laughs> when Cy first came back from living on the West Coast for a little bit, uh, he had some new opinions on white privilege and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he changed And his Mike is a white guy, but he has well, also... he's Italian, so he's kind of white. Well, <laughs> but he's also had one of the toughest lives I've ever he you know, encountered. Yep. It's like, you know, I, his... Dad was gone when he was uh, five. Yeah, a kid. Abandoned him when he was five. His mom had just died a couple years earlier, and he's like three years younger than me. So you have to tell him how his mother died. Oh yeah. She was on the way to his college graduation when she died. Oh yeah. Oh god. He had a little brother died. Yeah, and then yeah, his little brother died, and his (laughs) his other little brother got uh, liver kidney 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 disease, kidney disease, which it which turned into cancer. Uh, so then Sai's here telling him, oh, well, your life would be a lot worse if you were a black guy. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, there are no, times when really. you can say that. And there's... The, the only thing that would be worse if he was a black guy and the cop beat the crap out of him. Yeah, it's mean, like, well, he had that. kidney disease. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hey, I heard you got kidney disease. I didn't beat the piss out of you. Right. So, I mean, yeah, yeah saying true. that to a guy who's like the last two, three years of his life oh, were miserable. Yeah, like that, he kind of. Just yeah, didn't take it well. No, he did not. Yeah, we, just like he got in an argument with me about college athletics. I worked in, yeah. No, no I'm Cy. Oh, Cy did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I work in college athletics. And yeah. he's telling me. Like the that, budget? 
he's telling me that I don't know anything about college athletics <laughs> and how athletes are taken <laughs> care of. And it's, and it's like, See, yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll I love take a that. Break. I love somebody telling me exactly how I need to think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I prefer that. But we're going to come back more with Joe Zimmer at Acme tonight, tomorrow night. But I'm going to tell you a story about Cy that will change everyone's opinion if you have a bad opinion of Cy We will be right back in a couple minutes, Tom Bernard We are here with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. Your innovation independence? <laughs> you're, you're dressed independently today, I will tell you that. That's you look good, man. You look great. Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How does that work? So, so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's yep. pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you. And KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare-bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do. And we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the – was it a drawing or what is it? Yep. So it's, so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up. Or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing. And when, uh, when do they need to do this buy? So the deadline is June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh-oh. Little Robert Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. It is amazing that this was a hit. I know. he cannot sing. G. I mean, I love, as a lyricist, as a poet, G chord, C chord, yeah. and just a G chord and a C chord. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but uh, a sad thing the other day, Roger McGuinn, who was one of the lead singers of, there were three different singers, Gene Clark and... Uh, Roger McGuinn, who the hell was the other one? I can't remember. Somebody very famous, though. But they're doing a back to the 60s, we're going to raise money for public television. Mm-hmm. Back to the 60s. Roger McGuinn came out and tried. He's like 70, probably 75 now, something like that. He tried to sing Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, God. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> yeah, people give Dylan Flack for his voice, but those songs are hard to sing. They are hard to sing. Yeah. They really are hard to sing. I love them. So, very quickly, we're just talking about Cy Amundsen. I've known Cy for many years now. Um, and about five and a half. Oh, so Andy, he, he had to come in. We knew him before the podcast. Because... Did we? Yeah, because I went over to Health Recovery Center five years and, oh, it's almost five and a half years ago now. So basically, I gave up alcohol because I have a rage problem. 
Uh-huh. I didn't really wasn't really a drinking problem. I just get really pissed off. Big party arrest, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. We'll, okay, we're gonna get to the roast. All right, cool. Joe keeps going. Roast, roast, yeah, yeah. roast, roast. <laughs> so, you know, I go for my first day. Of, it's a their treatment program. It's called Health Recovery Center, and they kind of deal with anger issues and rage issues. And I don't drink anymore, and so that was good. That all worked on the end. I still get really pissed off. <laughs> you know, that's the problem with that. Um, but I came to the po- over to the podcast. So it, uh, the podcast had just started, I think. August 2012. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but in any case, I came back, and Cy was sitting in front of the front door. The door was locked, and he was sitting in front of the front door. And he came up, and he came over to me and gave me this huge hug, and he said, whatever you need, man, it's phenomenal what you're doing. He was very supportive, very loving, just very sweet. Yeah. Mm. So there's that side of side that people need to know about. He is a very caring, loving man. He really is. Oh yeah. He always say, he says the nicest things to me, and and a compliment from a man who looks so tall and so so good. <laughs> you really take that yeah. to heart. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh, Cy thinks that. <laughs> okay, so we get to the roast. Yeah. So people from the radio station and local comics. And they do the roast to raise money for uh, Ian Leonard. I can't remember what the, Ian, what the, it was a few years ago, so I don't remember what the, the cause was. It was a great cause, raising money for for a treatment of something. What did, well, Ian Leonard had, uh, I believe he had uh, Was he cancer. the one with, oh, I was going to say Down syndrome, so I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, you might be right. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was for, but Ian... it, it was a packed house. They sold it out and. Ian had skin he had, cancer. Yeah, he lost part of his lower lip due to squamous cell cancer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the chief. Okay, yeah. I have no idea what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about someone completely different. <laughs> no, you know Ian Leonard. Really good. But anyway, so we get up there, and all the people start roasting me. Mm-hmm. Now, none of them really took shots at me. <laughs> it was really, really uh, only weird. Only two people took shots at you. Well, it is Minnesota. It's harder to be mean. Here. Yeah, I suppose. No, it's not. Believe no. me. Uh, who? So it was who? Who took shots? Alex. Oh, Alex did. Yes, my daughter took a shot. Oh, nice. And me. And you. That's and true. that's all. Nobody. The the comics were so afraid to take shots at oh, after no. the thing. Really? I said, "Why were you guys so nice to me?" We were terrified. I said, "Of <laughs> what?" Well, you would. You would ban us from the show, and then you'd badmouth them. I was like, I'm not going to do that. What are, you, what are you, nuts? I mean, some of the people I'm a, a huge fan of, like Gabe Noah and people like that, I, I just, I'm not going to get mad at you. It's a roast for charity, you dope. <laughs> now I am mad at you because you're a dope. But no, I, they just didn't take any shots at me at all. Oh, None. Man. Gabe Noah, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah let's go. Come on. He takes shots at everybody. Exactly. But you know, it's uh, so it was. It was nice. I just kind of sat there. Mm-hmm. So the only basic mean thing that was said all night was by me, because I when I went up to say thank you for the Russell Arasvet, I said, yeah, for all the uh, comedians that are on the dais here, I'd like to point out this is what's referred to as a sold out uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect. That, that was is perfect. Mean. That was pretty mean. Actually. That is perfect. That hits. That hits comics right where it hurts. <laughs> it does, in exactly. the truth zone. No, they were wonderful. But they, yeah, it's it was it was interesting. Uh, it was nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
I still have it listed on my thing on the phone. I don't know why I haven't deleted it. One of the things I said, Tom takes great pride in telling others that my late mother made him a, one of the few white men that he that she loved. No, I was the only one, not a few. I was the only white man she ever liked. And then I paused and I went, Mama, why this hunky? <laughs> why does it have to be this hunky, man? I loved B. B had great hats. She did. She had wonderful hats, man. Yeah, she did. When she, and she was also a tough woman. And you know yes, I, lo- I love tough women. I just, my mother was, my sisters, my wife is. and I just love tough women. They're just, you know, put you in your place. Uh, did we ever find out who that was, the, the, the wife of an athlete? This woman just released a, released a news story, that I think it was this morning or last night, that she read a list of 17 signs you're being abused by your spouse. Oh. And she was crying, and she said, and I realized my husband had done 15 of those things to me. I'm like, what? And you didn't know you were being abused? Wow. How do you know? 15 out of 17. And yeah. you didn't, she said, I had no idea I was being abused. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> how do you, how would you not know that you're being yeah. abused? I feel like she had to have known in some. So who was it? Can you find anything? Um, well, I mean, wife of athlete abused is a pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> There's a few of those. That's going to be a difficult. Well, God, how about Kellen Winslow Jr.? What did he do? I didn't hear about this. Oh, my God. He kidnapped his wife. So they must have been separated. Right. Sounds like it. Kidnapped his wife, uh, forced he raped her twice, forced her uh, oral copulation, beat the piss out of her. He could get life in prison mm-hmm. for what he did to his wife. Jeez. Jeez. Life in prison. What are you doing? Is this another, uh, is this another concussion guy or not? <laughs> Possibly. What's his yeah, name? Kellen Winslow Jr. Kellen Winslow. W-I-N-S-L-O-W. It's either that or his... Uh, because his father's from East St. Louis, is East East St. Louis jeans. Yeah, but his Can't. father was not a no. not a violent guy at all. Mm-mm. Kellen Winslow was a, actually a very very nice guy. Well, but I like you. Him. You remember Junior once made a comment. They were talking about getting ready for a game, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll bring my guns. I do whatever." Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, so, you know, it was yeah, very violent. That, yeah. huh speak and everybody was like whoa dude i guess he had done some other violent things that i think you might be confused because what kellen winslow did was kidnap and rape multiple elderly women oh what god he did well i mean the first two were 54 and 59 so they weren't really elderly but they were a lot older than him he kidnapped and raped 55 and 255 yeah 55ish year old woman and then he committed burglary with the intent to rape a 71 and an 86 year old woman what a bizarre man yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's why i love joseph Riman. the understated (laughs) what a bizarre man (laughs) just kind of an understated delivery yeah that was yeah he was just he was just arrested for this uh yesterday he could get life who did he force into oral copulation I, I think you were why, thinking of something. Like I understand no, why no, no, men no. Uh, men have uh, been getting a, a bad reputation lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Well, I don't think athletes ever had a great reputation. He's got a few issues. Yeah, yeah I barely. would say so. Trying to you know, breaking into an 86 year old woman's house in order to rape her. Yeah, I would say probably. He, he honestly, have you ever seen his wife? She's stunningly beautiful, and they have a couple of kids together. 
What? So <clears throat> it is literally the act of violence that he's into. It's not mm-hmm. the sex. It's yeah, the violence. Yeah, probably. That's and the um, that's concussion, isn't it? Yeah, and the career didn't go didn't last that long. Well, he was twelve years, wasn't he? Or no, him eight years. I think it's 2004 to 2012. I think it was eight, eight or nine years. What are your hot? T- do you guys have hot takes on the uh, the whole national anthem? Uh, the being forced now to do the national anthem. Any yeah, hot, you know, uh, any hot takes? I just I don't really understand why anyone would pay any attention to anything that Colin Kaepernick had to say. That's the only confusion for me. I just can't feel bad about anyone being paid twenty million dollars a year being forced to do something like that they don't like. It's well, like you know. How about this? How about take a million-dollar pay cut, and then you don't have to do anything you don't want to? Donate that money to, like, you know, underprivileged kids or something. Colin Kaepernick has donated millions of dollars. He has. Oh, he has? Mm -hmm. Because the reason he did it in the first place was so they wouldn't cut him. They couldn't cut him after Mm -hmm. he did this. Because they were about to cut him, and all of a sudden he was like, wait a minute, justice for the black man. I was like, what? (laughs) Um... I come because you always hear talk of the national anthem tied into the flag, tied into yeah, that's very true. Tied into um, the military, yeah. Which everything is tied into everything think, else, right? And it's like, hey, can, I don't see why they're tied into, but the son of a. I always think what my dad would think, and he was in the military, mili- and I've said this on this show, he. Went to the Korean War at 15, at fourteen. Fourteen years old. Oh, <clears throat> uh, lied about his age, and his parents helped him lie about it because you could go in with parental consent at sixteen. Dang. So he had to get parental consent to go in, so saying he was, he was sixteen. That's when he I was, was like double that's when I was guitar right. golf sixty seven. Yeah, was, really. <laughs> he was off at war. Yeah, when I was fourteen, I was like, yeah, when I was fourteen, I was like. Thinking about my first kiss, right. <laughs> not shooting a bunch of guys overseas. Yeah, I was, you know, you're going in, you're, you're entering tenth grade. I mean, ninth grade at that point. And that's yeah. your dad. Yeah, that's guy too that early. Of, when he was fourteen, he was 14. in a war. So yeah. I, I would think, what would he have thought and said about that all being tied in that? And he would have said, they have the right to protest. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's well, the way you know. I. The way I land, and I know people don't agree with it, and and they're entitled to their opinions and whatnot. But I also think, I don't know why we have to have this parade of patriotism before they beat the crap out of each other uh, in their first place. Yeah, I understand that, that point. Why do we play the national anthem before sporting events? Right. I don't really get that. Yeah, you don't go to a, you don't go to a movie. You don't go to see the Avengers and then stand up for the national anthem right before That's you watch. Mm-hmm. No, well, well, gonna... a lot of football is like local pride, pride in your city or state or whatever. It's like most ninety percent of football fans are fans of the team of their area for no reason other than because they're that area. So right. it really is like a territorial dispute if you think about it. It's kind of like as a kid, every day to start class, you're six years old, and all of a sudden you stand to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'll do this thing. Yeah, I, yeah, it never felt like anything to me. It was just like something you did. The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all, we're going to have uh, Mike Reese on. He wrote awesome. Springfield Confidential. He was one of the head writers on The Simpsons Amazing. Forever. Yeah. But they did a... Uh, <laughs> they did a thing on there where Bleeding Gums Murphy <laughs> sang the national anthem. 
and it took what an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took him an hour. He's like, well, the oh, sun was up when he started and down when he ended. Yeah. I said, oh, say, I'm saying, <laughs> bleeding comes Murphy singing the national anthem. That's beautiful. I'm going to ask Mike Reese about that. Simpsons, uh, is, Simpsons is amazing. It is one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, and the it, best writers. And people do not watch it. Well, it's sad. Well, there, um, Aretha Franklin around that time God, did do a great. version of the national anthem that was four minutes long. Four minutes oh. long. <laughs> four minutes. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't love Aretha though? Mm. I mean, you gotta love Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah, she she earned she earned the four <laughs> she minutes. Did. Yeah. Yeah, she well, did. I'm quite sure that Marvin Gaye's rendition was about three minutes. Yeah, it was about three minutes. Then his dad shot and killed him. But other than that. <laughs> well, here's something about uh, Kellen, Win- Kellen, Kellen Winslow, Winslow Jr. Jr. Yeah. I forgot his name already. But um, basically, I'm pretty sure he's a drug addict. And the things he did were due to drugs. Um, well, for one, he apparently was charged with possession of synthetic marijuana, which uh, sounds yeah, like yeah. not that big of a deal, but it's a pretty big deal. It is. Yeah. Some of these synthetic marijuana compounds mm-hmm. will mess you up permanently. But apparently he was going around to elderly women's houses without a shirt on. He'd ring their doorbell, and then he would ask them if they've seen his big red dog, Clifford. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. And then, oh yeah. Some, so, yeah. The, the synthetic marijuana. I think he may have been hallucinating a bit. Right. And yeah. that. And there's probably some CET thrown in there, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. He's the, 32. That's old enough to have, right. yeah, well, concussion the, problem. Well, Hernandez was in his mid-20s or early yeah, 20s. he was, yeah. And they said it was the worst case of CTE they've ever seen. Oh, wow. Dang. God, you, you have to go. I don't want you to go. Oh. Can you stay for, like, one more segment? Of course, yeah. 15 minutes? Yeah. We don't want you to go. Have you seen our big red dog, Clifford? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you help us find him? <laughs> Is that okay? I don't want to keep cool. you. Yeah, cool. yeah. I just, you know, I just, I just did one more segment. Please, I'd love to. I was very excited when you came through the door. I'm Thank a big you. fan. I oh. Think, well, you know that. Tom. We asked him. Oh, Tom. He goes, oh, Tom. <laughs> you sound like William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hour three, Tom Bernard Show.